Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello, everyone. We're back. It's Friday. We are... Starting a cult. We are back for our new episode. No, it's true. It's spooky season. That's Grant. I'm Jake. We're your hosts. We are your hosts. There you go. That's the new word for it that I've just learned today. That would be a weird alternate universe thing. Compartmentalized lack of knowing, like what? Yeah, I don't know. What's going on? So, anyways... All all of that space junk aside, we can move on. <laughs> space junk. But we are in the Halloween theme mood-ish, you know? There you go. It doesn't really feel like it's coming up. It, it really Am does. Am I wrong in saying that? To me, it does. I'm, I'm kind of forcing it to by just surrounding myself by Halloween things. Oh, yeah, and you got to like just constantly have horror shit going on on the TV all day. But like as just long as in the background. As long as that's happening, everything seems up to speed, I guess. Normal. Yeah. Candy prices are up. Uh, oh, I got, we had some good-ass candy. Oh, so good. I love candy. <laughs> what kinds? They're like, it was this huge box of like full-ass Reese's bars. Like, I'm talking Reese's cups the size of your palm. Like, Jesus Christ. They're huge. They're all different types. Apparently now... I this is how uncultured I am in the Reese's universe. I you know nothing of Reese's. I did not know that they are now infusing their own Reese's pieces into Reese's cups. It was is, that like a turducken sort of situation? It is an experience unlike any other. The way I equate it, think of the if you gotta like Reese's to start. So if you like a Reese's, think of this. <laughs> You're you biting in. You cannot be allergic to peanut butter. You're biting into a nice, fresh Reese's cup, right? The one thing that's missing is that slight crunch, and I'm not talking about like a, like a salad crunch. I mean, like Just an M M&M. and little the, the small little snap you get. Yeah, a little crisp, a little shatter. It in no way changes the flavor. It just adds in some crunch texture and a little bit more peanut butter. So it, it's a win-win. You don't lose no, anything. That sounds great. So you have those, is what you're saying. I did. They're, they're no they're longer in your present. Belly. All right. No, they are now somewhere in a drainage system. They're somewhere in Lake Michigan. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, all of my poop aside, we will now... <laughs> well, let's not exclude all of it. It's time. You know, we were talking about this the other day. It's time to just d- go back into it. We did cover the Demon House, but we more so did the documentary than the actual I think it was, events. It was just a framing for us to talk shit about Zach Baggins, I think. It was. It, the, yeah, it was nothing. It was... We were young. We didn't know what we were it was There were nothing. But we don't know. The uh, I mean, yeah, the documentary obviously is a big part, but we figured why not talk about at least the personal experience that people had in the yeah, film. Let's pull the mask back from the, from the documentary. Aside from the magical... Zach Baggins, but yeah, he, we Truly all know a magical man. He's a young lad. I disagree with his everything. Everything <laughs> that everything. he says, I don't believe. You don't even like his like cool shirts. 
No, it, dude, and he wears like, like uh, tap out shirts. Hairdo. I'm not against that, but to me, the people that wear those shirts, they wear them because they like work out all the time, or they're <laughs> in that life. He's a fucking ghost hunter. He's in shape though, dude. He's pretty ripped. He's a ghost hunter. He's a handsome young man. He's just uh, he's a high, he's a walking hyperbole. That's all he is. You know, after I get done with a long day of ghost hunting, I like to go to the gym and punch the bag. And do a seven-hour jujitsu training. And I just method. pretend it's Pazuzu, and it just it just gets all my anger out. It flows like butter from my veins. It just oozes <laughs> potential. But uh, yeah, I don't. Ah. I think it's obvious yeah. I'm not a Zach Baggins fan. I like the show. I'm not going to deny that. The show's great. Uh, even the documentary. <laughs> I honestly don't even know what I don't like about him. I'm just like I feel like I shouldn't. So he, I do. I do. The, Not to me, he all. seems like a poser. I could be incorrect in this assessment. Who knows? That's why it's an opinion because it's very well could be wrong. But I feel like he is a straight There's up. There's no way to test this, you know. I, he, he, I just don't. I don't buy it. I don't buy his shtick. You know, Alex Jones. I could buy his shtick. Like he's <laughs> you fucking could buy crazy. Alex Jones, but not Zach Baggins. Not the things Alex Jones says, but the personality he is. I buy it. <laughs> so his. <laughs> I buy him. I, I buy that that's a real person. Zach right. Baggins, I do not. So his commitment to the role. Huh? He's like, I'm a hardcore, you know, steampunk enthusiast that loves hunting for entities from other dimensions. It's like, it's okay. like that may very well be true, but okay. you're just telling everybody. None of this is sculpted in any way, shape, or form. I just don't buy it. That's just me. But all of him aside, the demon house, it, it is interesting. It's, it is, uh, yeah. It's the perfect type of story for this type of year, or this time this, of year, I this apologize. This type of time of year for the podcast mm-hmm. you're listening to. It really flows yeah, well. It does. So when we get into it. Let's get into it, dude. All right, well, so, yeah, let's go behind uh, the documentary, see what see what happens. No. Uh, it, it is known, right, as the Amon's Haunting, but you didn't know that, right? I mean. Right. The Amon's Haunting. He was also referred to as the 200 Demon House, or simply the Demon House. The two. I don't. I don't understand. The 200 demons. Where Where does the line get drawn? Where is it an acceptable number of demons? You know, like I don't think any are acceptable. And the fact that there's 200, it's like, well, that's just ridiculous. I, no, I'm saying to the point where it's like this for a is person, this yes. is too, so haunted. I mean, in the demon universe, what? How many demons does it take to quantify as just a section of hell? There's 200 demons in this house. How is that not just hell? Like on Earth? asking about like the 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 like uh, the property lines of hell and like the the population. Not, not like going really, on like what I it, guess what you mean like sense, a like a region of hell. I mean the way I see it. Okay, think I, the, this is the way I'm putting it. Right, think of a house. Think if you didn't have a toilet and you just shit everywhere in that house, anywhere you wanted to, every time, whenever you wanted to shit. It'd fill up so quick. That house, after a while, becomes a toilet. It is no longer a home. It's a toilet. It might, <laughs> in name, be a home, but yeah. it's not. Okay. And to me, it's the same thing with the demon house. When does it go from a haunted house to just becoming a simulation of hell? There's got to be a definitive line, and I clearly. I would say saying, the line is well before 200. Well, see, they're taking the stance that it's way past that by just saying it's a 200 demon house. It's like just throwing a number at it. They're like, "That's nah, nothing. Come back when you got a thousand. <laughs> you don't know demons. You only had 200. You think you have it bad? You fool! You don't know what demons are. <laughs> Get out of here. That's my question. Philosophical question of the day. All right, we'll get to where the 200 number came from, but it doesn't really. Uh, save it at all but anyway just pushing forward uh uh it was an alleged haunting and demon possession that took place in gary indiana in 2011 right and uh though it wasn't until january of 2014 that the story was publicized and gained national attention due to zach baggins and his show that that's kind of crazy i wonder i i honestly i don't know i wonder if it was like a local before 2014 to the point where, because what do you mean a local, like a local like, like legend or something? They said it started in 2011. Don't you think by summer of 2012, someone around the area was like, "That house is haunted as shit." Oh, dude, we'll and it like got that. out. You know, like it's not just yeah. Zach Baggins brought it international. Like a, yeah, he was the barrier that he, they uh, had to cross. 
he took it across the state lines. I get, yeah, okay. All right. You know? I get that. But, uh, all right. Let's get into it, dude. The, uh, the story begins with Latoya Amons, uh, her three children. Uh, I couldn't find their names anywhere. They're like, honestly I'm probably sure. purposely not yeah, used. Ex- yeah, that's what I was thinking. But their ages are 7, 9, and 12. And also in the house was her mother, Rosa Campbell. Uh, they uh, they moved into 3860 Carolina Street in Gary, Indiana, November of 2011, right? So they're all moved in. This woman, her three kids, her mom, so great. Uh, so, yeah, uh, mere days after moving in, the Amons began having a uh, fly problem, which is weird. Like, literal swarms of flies began appearing in the house. Yeah, I've I've had that happen to relatives, but it was like That's a one time. Scary thing. shit! What do you mean? <laughs> it wasn't constant. It was like it happened, and we took care of the problem. You know, we put up like fly paper and like sprayed it, and then it was fine. So it was like this is natural. But <laughs> the way I'm envisioning this swarm was water. they got rid of it and it just continued coming back. It was like Fuck. no, it did. So it it's fucking weird, and also it was weird because it, given the time of year, it was like November. In the Midwest, bitches ain't alive. Like, like yeah. these these flies are not. They, yeah, they don't survive. They don't. It's very cold. Super usually. weird time for this to happen. And uh, this was just the beginning, right? All these swarms of flies, and they kept killing them. They kept coming back. Um, over the months to follow, Latoya and her mother Rosa, uh, they uh, they reported regularly hearing footsteps on the basement steps late at night. Okay. Right. Isn't that just terrifying? As well as uh, witnessing the ki- the uh, the basement and kitchen doors, like the ones leading into one another. You know. Yeah. Uh, creaking open by themselves. Okay. Okay. So that none of this is now. good. None of this is good stuff. We're cooking. I have commentary. I'm gonna actually pepper a little bit of it in here. Go ahead. I have... just fill it in where you feel. Again, I have no stake in this story. I'm just merely being a skeptical douchebag for the purpose of this podcast. Yes, okay. Always as it should be. They are batting a thousand right now for every trope that is in a ghost story ever. (laughs) They're batting a thousand. I'm not saying it's fake. (laughs) I'm, I'm in no way endorsing that thought. All I'm saying is if you think it's fake, I get it from this point in the story. I get it. (laughs) <laughs> all right. I just wanted to pepper right. that in there. No, I, 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 I can take that. Make sure everyone's heard. You know, we want, we want all so of you. You want heard. all the sides. Yes, you it's know? important to have that. Yeah. So, uh, so it, things just kept escalating from there. They're bad in a thousand. They're keep. They're they're still going. Uh, Rosa claims that on a particularly terrifying night, uh, that a black shadowy figure uh, of a man appeared in her room and quickly dispersed in front of her. And, uh, That's terrifying. It is fucking the worst thing. And uh, and the next day, some footprints were allegedly found on the basement steps where the family had been hearing the noises. Right? Ooh. And it's it, it gets severe from here. Okay. Okay. Right? Well, we're definitely it's we're just, chugging along. It's here. ramping, it ramping is, endlessly. It's it's getting there. It's starting slow. It's taking baby steps. It's like oh yeah, pots and pans. And now we're uh, t- talking world domination. Uh, it's spreading. It's moving. It's spreading. It's happening. All right. All it right. is. I like all this. Right. So, uh, yeah, the footprints were found. From here it gets severe. Uh, Latoya claims that all three of her children exhibited behavior of possession. Okay. Isn't that nuts, right? Um, so here it is. On March 10th of 2012, uh, there had been a sudden death in the family, and uh, many of the family members, like just from out of town, had gathered at the home. So there was a lot of activity. People were up around 2 a.m., which is when this happened. Latoya okay. went into her mother Rose's room where the 12-year-old girl, uh, the 12-year-old daughter, uh, she was in there with some friends hanging out. And she screamed upon opening the door to find her daughter uh, there levitating above the bed. Just kind of levitating there. Uh, all right, all right. Okay. okay. And uh, Latoya screams, right? So she is. Uh, she attracts the attention of the other family members in the house who quickly came uh, to investigate, right? And uh, witnessed the spectacle as well. The uh, the group of witnesses then allegedly began to pray around the girl, 
who then uh, uh, she slowly began to unconsciously uh, ascend or descend back down onto the bed. Okay. Then All she right. woke up with no memory of it. So, in in I'm I'm, gonna, I'm speaking in layman's terms here. This is essentially the scenario that she finds herself in. She goes into the daughter's room and she's just floating. Terrifying. She is floating above the bed, yes. And then they begin to pray after probably a measurable amount of time being freaked out. Yeah. Understandable. Um All right, that if you if you take this at face value, which I will, I will. I don't. I don't I'm not going to deny should. them. You yeah, know? I'm not going to deny their experience. So I will say this: um, I am not, by any stretch of the imagination, a religious man. If I ever saw somebody floating above a bed, I will begin praying. I will. So the reaction is there. I get it. I get it. I like this side of your skepticism. You're just ending it with like. I would do the same thing. <laughs> I would. I, it's good. It's. I mean, you. I could say, "Oh, I'm going to do this, this, this." I will be so confused and worried and stressed. I'm just gonna. It, it's you pray and let you. You just pray on, before you pray. You make sure that they're not going to physically assault you. You know, you watch your own stuff, and then once yeah, what are they going to do? They're just floating there. You once know? you see that they are just suspended in oxygen, just floating, <laughs> just defying physics casually, um, and they're not a threat to you uh, immediately. Yeah, then you start to pray. You definitely do. Uh, you don't. You, okay, yeah. What are you going to do? Call the cops? Like the Ghostbusters aren't real. They're not going to show up. You don't do anything. You just you pray. You just beg. I yeah, don't know. you're just like well, pray to something. Who are like? Who are you gonna call the Ghostbusters? What's their fucking number? What what is it? Honestly, that is something that. I'm is a, that in the song? It should be if that's a true advertising jingle. I'm shocked that that isn't a business model. I'm sure it is in some places, but I'm surprised it's not a bigger thing. Look, there's got to be a market for that. There's a lot of people that believe in ghosts, and if they were to suspect that their house was haunted. Instead of finding some stranger, it's like, make a credible business that would investigate it. I don't know. Mufon exists. How does Goofon not exist? The ghost. Goofon. <laughs> the ghost version. That has to exist. I love that. No, yeah, Goofon. All right. But, yeah, it's just a thought. Of, it, it really makes the ghostly, unidentified flying objects. Goofos. <laughs> Goofos. Ah, uh, yes, the Goofos. That's that's exactly what Latoya's daughter was. She was a goofo. She was a floating ghost. Oh, you goofo! That's so cute. I love that. Oh God! All right. So, (laughs) as you could probably guess, after this experience, uh, it was the instant that the Amons, um, uh, the the family, they knew that they were dealing with something that they needed a little help with, right? Something evil and demonic. Fair. Fair enough. Right. That is, it's a fair assumption at this point, right? That is extremely reasonable. <laughs> this is beyond our grasp. Fucking A is what I say to that. We need to enlist the help of someone else. I I respect that decision. Yeah, it's like, entirely. well, I can't handle this. That's fair. All right, so the two contact, like uh, uh, Amons and Campbell, uh, you know, the two contacted uh, several mediums, right, that all confirmed that there was a uh, an immense amount of evil within the home. Stating that there were at least 200 demonic entities. Okay. So that's where it comes from. Uh, okay. Uh, infesting um, the house. Again, this goes back to Goofon. Uh, I do not trust. <laughs> it always goes back to Goofon. I do not trust this woman. I, I, I've gotten in plenty of arguments with Mitch specifically about this concept. Psychics are the one thing I do not believe until it's something I can actually say I've witnessed. So I will never believe a psychic. A psychic can tell me anything until it's until I actually see something happen with that information, I will never believe them. So for her to say it's 200 ghosts, she probably just wanted to get paid a little bit extra cuz you know she's upcharging for the 200 ghost charge as opposed to the 150 package. Like there's a there's a jump there. She's paying more money. No, it is true. It is true. <laughs> and maybe they kind of felt that way too, because 
they also contacted a number of churches. Yeah, that's right? smart. Yeah, so they, they contacted a number of churches in the area, uh, but uh, only one allegedly uh, was willing to help them out. In June of 2012, uh, Reverend Michael Maginot. Father uh, Maginot. <laughs> Maginot. No, it's Maginot. Remember, don't you remember the documentary? Maginot. The cop, I just remember the cop, he's like, yeah, an officer Maginot. And we just laughed because it was like, everyone else Is that was not like, right? Everyone, <laughs> Zach Baggins called him Maginot. Father Maginot. Well, I only remember that because that guy was like, it's Maginot. I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> no one else says it that way. It's Father Maginot uh, from here on out. Yeah, all right. I'm just going to call him Maginot. No, it's perfect. You know. I, I like that better. There we go. All right, so uh, uh, he, he was a reverend, right? And in 2012, he had been authorized by the bishop of the Catholic Church's uh, Diocese of Gary uh, to perform a total of three exorcisms on the family. Pretty insane. On Latoya and two of her children. And this is, this is where I'm suspect, because I, I could be misinformed. I really could. As far as I'm aware... Catholicism is really the only religion that uses exorcism nowadays. I mean, like, I know Islam does as well. Judaism has similar things, but... I feel like everyone's just more aware of the the Catholic use of it just because of, like, horror films and shit. Right, like, your typical, like, like exorcism is usually Catholic, Roman Catholic. Christians are kind of on the fringe of that. They're really not into that. So... I remember a time, I remember reading that any legitimate exorcism has to be approved by the Vatican. So not necessarily the Pope. Yeah, we, we've definitely like talked about this before. I, I don't know, man. But like, the someone at the Vatican, there has to be approval through the Vatican. And to me, that would make sense. But then again, this doesn't, perhaps this was a more... We're here in the Midwest. It's kind of hard to paint a picture if you're not from around here, because there are you can drive down a ten mile road and run into five churches, and they all preach something different in the exact same religion. So yeah. this could very easily just be a like an unorthodox Christian church that gets down on it. But then my thought is the fact that they went through the diocese, which would be the Catholic diocese, yeah. Would symbolize that they're Catholic. And yeah, the Catholic would, Church's Diocese of Gary. And then, therefore, they would need Vatican approval. So I don't really understand. I don't know. Maybe, like, this bit of information that I have is, like, the last step in, like, a chain that wasn't mentioned of, like, people giving consent through... It very know, well could have been. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it did come from the Vatican and, like... I don't know that They world. got permission to give him permission. I don't know. Never met an individual that has performed or been performed on... Or even been around anyone that's that you had that of, scenario. That you know of. So I can't say I'm aware of the inner workings of how an exorcism comes to be. But that always kind of made me question it immediately that just the local archdiocese was like, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. It's like there's there's a and hierarchy, you, did, you yeah, know? Yeah, <laughs> But he did three of them. Fucking yeah, th- that's crazy. Fucking three? Are you joking? There's so many. But then I remember, I, maybe I'm remembering incorrectly i remember them like i want to say they performed one in the church like in the building of the church because zach baggins was there it was the one on latoya yeah and yeah that in itself is already highly unorthodox i've never heard of you have to drive somewhere to get exercise like they come to you you know so that one like ended up being considered like a, a would it, would it, yeah, an exorcism. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like planned to be that way. She was just going to be like blessed by him before she, they like all went to the house and they did it. Oh. But she, like he pressed a crucifix against her forehead and she like started convulsing and shit. And like she said, she experienced a pain like that that was like equivalent to childbirth. Yikes! That's what she said happened. So they were just like, "Was that an exorcism?" This is a great time. So that was one of the three. This is a great time to plug some reality for everyone. Um, <laughs> Dick. <laughs> no, no, I mean tangible things, yeah, not yeah, not in sure. that sense. Tangible information. Let's say you are being possessed by a demon. Okay. I am an ordained minister through the Universal Life Church. Oh yeah, you are. It is official. I have performed a wedding ceremony. 
uh, gave some of your cards out the other day. All the legal you might be getting some calls. That's fine with me. All the legal documentation is up to date. I am bar cleared. So if you need one, I will perform an unorthodox. Let's say you can't get the proper channels. They're like we can't get this exorcist. I will gladly do it. I will be your exorcist. No problem at all. I'm just putting that one out I there. love that, actually. I, I, I never even considered that you could do that. That's. Oh, yeah. I have, all, I could do, I have a lot more respect for you now. I technically have the power within my ordained ability to perform anything. I can do anointing power of the sick. Power is invested in you, yeah. I, yeah, I'm able to do whatever I feel is necessary. So that will come in handy when we actually start the cult because, yeah. you know, once we do that, I'll be a father already. So I'll be like, okay, I'm Father Father G, you know, I'm here. Father priest. G. The priesthood has welcomed me. Can we just, like, say G, Papa or something like that? Anyways, uh, I, no, I did not mean to. I, I realized that <laughs> as I said it. I was like, how about some reality? I didn't mean it that this is all fake. <laughs> I meant it more in the sense of, if this is affecting you, please contact yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you get it. You get it. <laughs> he gets it, guys. It's okay. He gets it. Everyone gets it's it. It's fine. Oh, God. So he was. he went fucking hard on these three... Uh, these three exorcisms, right? The first two were in English, and the final one was performed in Latin. This guy was going, like, all out. That's old school, man. Right? Performed it in Latin. During uh, Latoya's exorcism, yeah, he, like, pressed it against her forehead. We went through that. Um, her children said that uh, uh, they, were, they were said to have uh, gained deeper voices and bulging eyes when possessed, when, whenever this would happen, because apparently it became, like, a normal thing. It was just your. It was just started position. happening, and it just didn't stop happening. Damn it! The kids got possessed again. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Call call the number. Is speed dial seven? Just do it. He's here. He'll be here in an hour. Some of the stories are crazy. <laughs> like during one of them, uh, her nine-year-old son like vividly started just like describing to her what it felt like to die. Like, this long, like, pontification on death and how it feels in this, like, guttural voice with bulging eyes. Insane. This demon doesn't really think humans are that smart, because dying is kind of subjective, you know? Well, yeah, but I I think it's it's to spread fear. It's mental terrorism. Yeah, it is. It definitely is, but it's still, like, my first thought, (laughs) I'd be like, man... That is so subjective. What if I just decided to blow my head <laughs> off right now? You wouldn't be able to describe that to me because you're describing something completely different. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. The angle, everything. Everything matters. Jesus <laughs> What, Christ. do you know math? <laughs> what are you, Pythagoras? Get out of here, you yeah, demon. Yeah, get out of here. Oh, God. The same son um, also, uh, when he was like, he had the deep voice, he had the bulging eyes. He fucking walked backwards up a wall. Okay. And levitated there. That's different. Defying physics once more. That's different. As if gravity pushed him onto the wall. Have you ever heard of moon boots? (laughs) I've I've never quite worked out the inner machinations of how they operate. Those things have just shattered kids' ankles for ten years. That's all they've done. But I think that that is one of the side effects of overuse of moon shoes. Is backwards levitation <laughs> up walls. I've read many accounts. This of family them. does not have time for moon shoes. <laughs> All right, that's that's a fair assessment. They don't have time for luxury items. They're being fucking tormented. Yeah, dude, he, was, he just walked backwards up the wall. God, that that was her nine-year-old son. Her seven-year-old son. Uh, he once grabbed her nine-year-old son's bro- uh, her nine-year-old son's throat, uh, strangling him. For a really long time, an alarming amount of time, until uh, two grown adults had to pry uh, him off of his brother. Yikes. Isn't that terrifying, just trying to kill your brother? Yeah, I mean, Can I've been there, but never to the point of never doing like anything to where about you're it. worried about it's more it. more just like, know? man, that guy's really pissing me off. It's like, man, I'm just trying to make a point. And then in like five minutes, you're just like, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't even have a on. brother. You know, life's, yeah. life's happening. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the, the exorcisms were performed. All right, time's gone on. The exorcisms were performed. Uh, not much uh, was appearing to change. And the haunting began to affect the family's life outside of their home, right? Uh, throughout the I, time. I could fucking yeah, imagine. No, okay? it, it leaks out, you know? If there's problems at home, everyone can tell. Think of it this way. When I have a bad shit, 
you know, when my day starts out bad and I get like a, a rough shit and I don't feel good. A rough shit. My entire day is altered. <laughs> if I was being bombarded by demons, I, of course there would be some side effects of me being in public. No, yeah, you might being, be a little on edge. I might be slightly irritable, and yeah. I think I'm allowed that. Short-fused, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, totally acceptable. So next time you're at Chili's <laughs> and someone pisses you off, some some guy or some woman is yelling too loud or their kid's acting up and you're like, I just want to have a nice fucking meal, be thankful because maybe they have some demons in their house and they're just they're trying to live. You know, they're just, they're just trying to have a quiet meal without the screaming in their ears. Oh, the constant blood-curdling <laughs> eeks from the stairwell. The levitating children in the eyes. Yeah. Fuck. All right, so throughout the time that all this uh, phenomenon was occurring, LaToya and her family had called the authorities on many occasions uh, when they felt particularly, yeah, they were particularly unsafe in their homes. Uh, Police had originally thought that LaToya was just kind of looking to create a horror story to sell for a hefty hunk of change. Do you know Hollywood or something? I think it's also a relatively valid criticism at least in the out in yeah. the out front beginning because you don't know yeah you don't know who to believe or what to believe yeah exactly like at, at first you're just you're gonna be skeptical right but as time passed uh they began witnessing activity in the house for themselves they were there so often right some might even say paranormal activity some paranormal activity maybe that movie is just what we're talking about it means a pair of normal activities so perhaps golfing and tennis. And there are six of them. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Uh, so, all right, police, yeah, they thought that she was just trying to sell a story, but then they, they started seeing shit. And to this day, uh, a lot of Gary police officers refused to set foot on the property. Yeah, I believe they it. They were turned to believers. Uh, hey, I, I believe I, If I was a cop and I saw some shit like that, I'm like... I, this is way above my pay grade. I'm not answering this call anymore. I don't even really deal with humans that just scream and slam doors, but now I got to deal with a fucking ghost. I'm not interested. And there's supposedly 200 of them. Where are they keeping all of them? Where I, are they? Where's the storage I, for probably, these demons? What do you think? You get a couple in the washing machine. Maybe like one three. In the, maybe like one in the water heater. Um, yeah, they probably like it in there. You could I, you could fit some ghosts in there. I I you could do All right, it. yeah, you just yeah, Tetris. They'd have to get Tetris bored of each bitch. other though cuz they're so close. You know, they they really have to be a tight-knit group of ghosts or maybe yeah. they all who fucking knows. I'm going too deep. I don't into know, something. man. No all one right. knows. Well, the frequency of police visits to the Amon's residence, right? Paired with the fact that there were three young children living there, uh quickly caught the attention of the Indiana Department of Child Services. Yeah, Naturally. I could imagine. All these things, it just follows. It makes sense. Uh, they began uh, making regular visits to the home. right? And a caseworker was even present when uh, Latoya's nine-year-old son walked backwards on the goddamn wall. Okay. She saw this happen. He was in a report. And um, so the DCS uh, found uh, Latoya guilty of neglect for not sending her children to school regularly. But it, it's sort of weird because it's like they're... Their home life is insane. They're literally being possessed. I don't know. Right. And how do you feel? How do you? What's your opinion on that? It's like, well, let it's me. Like, would you send your kids to school if they were just possessed or something? Let me. I'm going to say this. Like, do you think I should release them onto the world? In the steps and the eyes of DCS in this scenario, uh, you got to take into account a lot of different things here, and people might not know this. I'm sure a lot of people do know this. That listen to this. Gary, Indiana is not necessarily uh, New York, New York. It's a very <laughs> under, like, underwhelming experience. Uh, it's very run down and corrupt. There's a there's a there's a college it's on the true. outskirts, and there's uh, that that car wash that says hand jobs. Mm-hmm. That's true. cool. That's fun. It. I'm not. I'm not like saying it's like this terrible place. It's definitely not one of the safer areas in the country. And that's just fact. So what you have to take into account here is you they're going to hear some crazy shit from people that live in Gary in a very, very, very highly populated, low-income area. They're going to get some wild stories. And if you're looking at this through a government lens where your job is to monitor children and how they are treated at home, and you see that, oh, there's a lot of people living in this very small house, 
the mom is constantly going on about demons and their children being possessed, and she's not sending them to school. You're going to have to look at the mother at some point. I'm going to say it doesn't look good. It doesn't. It, it doesn't look good. Everything is against her right now. Whether yeah. her story is true or not, it sounds too insane to believe. And, it, yeah, you're 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 kind of fucked. Like, there's nothing you're going to do about that. She was fucked because they took her children. They, uh, they took them away, telling her that... Uh, that she had to find a regular source of income. I guess she was she didn't have a job, and uh, and a different place to live, an appropriate housing, you know, situation for him before she could get her kids back. It took six months, but she got him back. Right, she regained custody, and the family moved into a new apartment where they have since not had a single problem with ghosts or possession. All and right. The DCS closed their case in 2013. Well. It has a relatively happy ending. There's a lot it of bumps along does, the yeah. road. But then, like, right after the case was closed, a year after, it was, you know, 2014, and fucking uh, Zach got a hold of the story. Yes. And he purchased the property over the phone, sight unseen. And uh, he started filming. And two years, not two years, three years later, 2018. I didn't realize it came out in 2018, that movie. Did it really? Yeah. That's kind of... I was like reading that. I was like, "No shit." That's like what? So we must have watched it like right when it came out. I we had to have because I remember. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's about two years ago, give or take. Crazy, but yeah, it was like a, I didn't realize also that it was two hours long. God damn, it was a two hour long uh, horror documentary, Demon House. Right there, we've talked about it. Um, over the course of filming, they all became very thoroughly convinced of the house is evil. There you go. And uh, the movie ends with Baggins demolishing the house, taking a piece of the basement steps foundation uh, for his personal collection of haunted items. Ooh. So it's just an abandoned property now. No one dares build on it. All right. Yeah, because that makes the sense. flies and demons. I would not build on there at I all. I would not either. would not build on this at all. I remember Mitch was doing work out there, I think. And he was like, dude, I drove past it the other day. I was there. I saw it. There's like a tree stump. <laughs> There's three like, demon houses. It's like, what? But, okay, so... I drove past the demon house and hit a deer. What we are... I'm I'm changing the pace a little bit here. This is Halloween-esque. It's more goofy fun. Um, so moving away from the, the demon house? The yeah. demons? I want a little palate cleanser in between. This is just one nugget of information I've learned uh, this week. You're, there's that movie Stitches. We've talked about it before. With oh, the clown. yeah. Yeah. The, where they had the eggs of all the clowns. Oh, I know the eggs. I did not know that that was a real practice. That what? In, in order to claim your makeup as a clown to make it like a copyrighted thing, in the professional clown community, you have painted onto an egg, and it's added into their Hall of Fame. That's awesome. And they're all in there. That is so cool. I did not know that. Yeah, I did not know that that was real either, but it is real. That's amazing. Um, with that being said, that was just a little palate cleanser. We're going to talk about Jeff, all right? And I know what you're thinking. Jeff, huh? What the hell is Jeff? Jeff? Jeff. Are we talking about Jeff? Jeff is a talking mongoose. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, he is. He, I don't really... Yeah, he's his name's Jeff. Uh, G-E-F. Uh, Jeff the talking mongoose. Yeah, he's the talking mongoose, or sometimes they call him the Dalby Spook uh, in his local area. <laughs> that sounds crazy. Uh, okay, so this story, just, just a quick run around for you. It, it is a very quick little tidbit. It's more just interesting. Let's um, hear it. So... The family, the Irving family, were the people that were affected by this talking mongoose. And they were living, uh, they had a farm that was located at Cation's Gap near the hamlet, the hamlet of Dalby on the Isle of Man. Okay? These are all very, like, beautiful things to say. It's It's a really, really fancy fucking way to say. It's very sing-song. They're a small island outside of the United Kingdom. They're like a sovereign nation outside. Sounds exotic. Outside of the UK. But it, it sounds better this way. Yeah. Okay, so I want you to roll back the clocks to the year 1931. 
All right, are you there yet? Are you in the year 1931 yet? You should a, be. What? I've given you appropriate Whoa. time. Um, so we have James and Margaret Irving and their 13-year-old daughter, Viori. Or Vori. I don't know how to mm, fucking say it. It sounds very medical. V-O-Y-R-R-E-Y. Or no, V-O-I. R R E Y. Vori. Vori? I don't Vore. know. Whatever. Vore. Something so, like that. Yeah, it probably is. I Vore. have no idea. Vore. <laughs> um, so, in September of 1931, they're all just living their lives, and they started hearing uh, what they claimed persistent scratching, rustling, and noises that were coming from behind their farmhouse's wooden wall panels. And uh, okay. at first they said this uh, the noise resembled a ferret, a small dog, or even at some times a small baby. Wow. Um, this is where it gets crazy. The Irvings say that on one particular night, the noise, whatever was creating this noise, introduced itself and it called itself Jeff. Well, like from- in English? Uh, yeah, it said, uh, told them that his name was Jeff, and he was a mongoose that was born in New Delhi, India, <laughs> in 1852. <laughs> so, I'm Jeff, I'm a ferret, I was born in India. Um, what so, else do you want to know? <laughs> so, we're working with an 80-year-old ferret that was born in India, and his name is Jeff. And he's currently worked his way into the Irving family's house. Um, See, I was thinking rats before, but it's it's an Indian ferret that talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is where it gets even crazier. Uh, they said that the Irvings claimed that Jeff communicated to them that he was an extra clever mongoose. Ooh. But then other times he referred to himself as an earthbound spirit and a ghost in the form of a mongoose. However, the one that was most publicized after the story broke was, quote, I am a freak. I have hands and I have feet. And if you saw me, you'd faint. You'd be petrified, mummified, turned into stone or a pillar of salt, end quote. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, so the Irvings said that Jeff, uh, they kind of had a little deal going with Jeff, that Jeff was the watchdog. He was taking care of the house, you know. Um, He's writing poetry for the newspaper. On a couple occasions, uh, the, they'd forgotten to put the fireplace out, and Jeff kindly did that for them. He made sure it was all put out. Um, if somebody overslept, Jeff would quietly nudge them awake in uh, in the morning. <laughs> uh, sometimes mice would get into the house, and Jeff would hunt them down and eat them for his food. Um, and on other occasions, the Irvings would give Jeff biscuits, chocolates, and bananas. And sometimes, if they were feeling extra, extra nice, they would fill a saucer with random food. And they nice. would suspend it from the ceiling uh, because Jeff would only eat when no one was watching. So they would mm. just hang it there in the ceiling. Wait, so it, was it clarified that, can we, like, see Jeff? Or is this... Is this just the voice oh, yeah, yeah. No, claiming no, no, no. to be a ferret? No, 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 no. Um, what do you mean? No, <laughs> no you can. The Irvings, you can? the Irvings, and other onlookers have claimed to have seen him. Uh, according to Vori, the daughter, don't know the name. I'm gonna fuck it up bad. Um, she she was the first to see Jeff, and she said he was about the size of a small rat with yellowish fur and a very large bushy tail. That sounds adorable. Um, so after all this happened, uh, Jeff became extremely popular in tabloid news, like their equivalent to the Inquirer. Oh, it's very sensational. Um, people were loving it. They were all going over there to check it out, right? And uh, people showed up, and a lot of a lot of them say they heard Jeff's voice. Some even said they saw him. Uh. And some people, obviously, were against that. They said this was all false. All of this said, nonsense. No, we'll, we'll get no, into that in a minute. No. That's what they said. Um, James Irving died in 1945, and Margaret and her daughter decided to leave the home, and they had to sell the farm at a loss because of all of the news that was surrounding their house. 
Um, Leslie Graham, who was actually an actor, uh, he had bought their farm. And the first thing he did when he moved in is he claimed that he shot Jeff. <laughs> um, Leslie Graham had a he he had a mongoose that he claimed he shot and that it was Jeff. Okay, but the description did not match the other descriptions of Jeff with the yellowish fur and kind of small. Uh, so Voiri, Voiori, she died in two thousand and five. Oh shit. Dude, the Sox won the World Series that year. She won in 2005, and up until her death, she never claimed that this was a fabrication. She always said that Jeff was an experience that she had, and she could never explain it. Jesus, fuck. Uh, So, I'm not really going to get into much to the key players here. Let's just say that, obviously, people started showing up. And looking into this story, uh, investigators of all kinds, both real and not. That's probably why that guy who moved in after him shot a ferret and was like, he's dead. Just get get off my, stop knocking at my door. Pretty much. Get out of here. Um, so a couple people were down there and they had allegedly had paw prints, teeth marks, and a sample of hair from Jeff. And they ran all the tests. The hair belonged to the sheepdog that was James Irving's. Nice. Um, <laughs> the footprint. It that's almost even funnier. It's a paw print, and pretty much what happened is they said this. There's no way this is real, and what they figured out is that it was the paw print of a dog. That somebody then took a stick and made more indentations into the footprint. What? <laughs> Um, With the extra indentations, like like bulging veins in the pads of the feet, like what? Uh huh. What the fuck? Um, fun little uh, just for the skeptics out there, if you don't want to believe in a talking mongoose, I get it. Uh, so people that visited this house, they realized that they had double walls and panel covering. So what this means is that there was a lot of space in between wall to wall. There was room enough to move, essentially. Yeah. And with what they equate this to is all of this open space and the layout of this house. It turns these walls into the perfect speaking tube, as they say. Speaking you would be tube. able to yell into a horn-type device on one end, and it would or the sound would ricochet throughout the home and appear in other areas. So they have chalked it up to nothing more than a grandiose trick to get attention. Did they find horns? Show me the horns. Horns? Where were the horns that making all these these, these uh, calls they did through not. the walls? Um, there are pictures of the family. There's sketchings of Jeff. Jeff. Jeff kind of looks like a squirrel, to be honest. They have pictures of the house. <laughs> um, he really just looks like a squirrel. A squirrel man. Um, but yeah, it's quite interesting. I mean, we gotta we gotta worry about talking mongoose. You know what I'm saying? I really want to believe that they exist. I think they might. Um, and he didn't seem to be doing any harm. He was just kind of helping out around the house. So this is just great. Like, honestly, if this is this is a great story. You're damn right it is. It means nothing but good things. But I, just, I thought that was a little fun one. I love it. To end us on, get us off some of the spooky demons. You know, get more into the fun side of the Halloween. Spooky dicky. Yeah. A talking mongoose monster that lives in the walls is hilarious. Yeah. It's gold. Yeah. A family being haunted and then... The, custody of children being taken away you know you need something like this afterwards some ferrets yeah mongoose mongoose is it mongoose mongoose the plural i think it's probably mongoose mongooses or just just like like, it's like moose you know mongoose and like deer yeah Uh, plural of moose is meese oh yeah if you're fucking an idiot god Oh, fuck you, dude. Jesus <laughs> that hurt Christ. My feelings. I'm, I'm sorry. sick of you today. I'm sorry, Jake. God damn it. But with all that being said. Isn't that scary? That is effectively our episode for this week. It is. Um, It's too, I'm not going to say it. We'll say it. We'll give you the announcement next week. We got some cool news happening. Yeah. But it's, nothing. nothing's changing. Everything's fine. We just nothing's have a, changing. Everything's just going to be good. It is official. It's already official, this announcement. But we just want to. We got to tie up some loose ends on our point, so so we'll we'll give you that little hint and let it steep, see if you can figure it out. Yeah, and next but if, week, if you can, we'll just announce it. Next week we will 
have our Halloweeny episode. We because will... it's fucking approaching, dude. Yeah, it'll be it is approaching. a week from tomorrow is Halloween. That's insane to me. A week from Saturday. I work that day. That sucks, dude. Oh. Halloween's the shit. I know. But, yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll get you your Halloween episode, and then... After that, we'll just you know we'll tell you. I, I we'll tell you what we what episode are we doing after that? I know what it is. Ramsey. You don't have to whisper it. Is it Ramsey? Yeah. It's John Benet Ramsey. I was just more guessing. Oh no, I, yeah, you were. 100% all right, right, I was totally right. My memory didn't fail me this time. We'll be getting into the scope of true crime with John Benet Ramsey. This John is all. Binet. This is November. Okay, we got another week. We're going to get you your Halloween episode. Don't worry. Yeah. Again, John Bonet is not next week. No. It is the week following. I just wanted to and give you a week, little something. We're not going to tell you. It'll be ready on. for it. Yeah. So, effectively, that is our episode. We will be back next Friday with a bitchin' episode. It's true. Check us out all over the internet. We're up on Stitcher now. I don't know if you guys like Stitcher. Look at that. But if that's an easier thing to use, we have that. We're cooking there. Hey, there you go. Um, There's also the show on Patreon that we are going to be recording on Tuesday. That's very uh, this true. This upcoming Tuesday, it's a bi-monthly thing going on. So then there's a link to the Patreon below. Also follow us on all our shit, right? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, startacult at gmail.com. Damn right. All right, we'll be back next week, everybody. All right, good night. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.